Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa Berry. And I'm Frank Anderson. And Lisa and I are here today to find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. How about that? That is, you know, really sinking in. We've been talking about it for a number of episodes by exploring awareness. And that was the quote unquote tagline that you first came up with. And I am so happy to say it's sinking in. I'm soaking it up and it finally is meaning something to me. And I hope when you're listening right now that you're feeling it as well, because there's so many words in our world and people say so many things and with politics and pandemics and everything going on, there's a lot of words going back and forth. But to actually listen to these conversations or for me, I'm lucky enough to have these conversations. It feels so good to finally let it soak in and to know what we've been talking about for all these weeks. Isn't that interesting? Because yeah, but you talk about words, um, find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. And if you use your brain, you know, to figure that one out, yeah. you know, if you say, if, if you like, like that top down approach, it's like, I, that's not possible. How can you find uh-huh. peace and joy in the most unlikely places? But the, but the, you know, the process that we're going through, this process of becoming present transforms some of the things that are happening from chaos into peace. And, that, and, and since you can't make sense of it with your brain, you know, that the, what we're doing with this deeper work makes sense of it from a felt position. And that's what I'm hearing you say. You're, you're feeling peace and joy even in the most unlikely places, even amongst the chaos. And, and that's, that, that is exactly what we're talking about. And that's, it's possible. It's open for us. It's the there, closer than we even know. And that's what we've been working on. I think we're on episode, what, 29 by now? Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> and it's not easy. And it, uh, it takes, I think we've talked about, it takes faith, you know? It takes mm. a sense that, that yes, okay, I've, there's a glimpse of, of faith. And then, you know, it also starts to take some courage, too, because it's like, oh, what's going on here? You know, courage to keep going forward and not just say, forget it. I'm just going to go hide in a cave. It's like courage. It's a really interesting word. I know you've been working with that and we've been talking about courage. Well, I have to think of myself as an encourager because I know how difficult life can be. We've, we've all experienced it. I'm still experiencing it. That's my favorite thing to do is to encourage people. People just want to be heard and they want to be seen. And I love to hear and see people. And I know how much that means for me to be heard and to be seen. And not just like, like not in a showbiz way, in a, like a real way. You know, like I see you. I see you, Lisa Berry, or I see you, Frank Anderson. Not just because you're a doctor or, or whatever, but I see your soul, kind of. And right. I hear you. And I hear what you say. And I value your, your words. And I... And I learn from them. I think that's what everybody wants. But how do you get it? You know, you, you, you can't give up. And you got to have courage. And you got to be strong 
and you got to have faith. I mean, I think the word faith is so loaded, but I think obviously having faith is, is so beneficial in so many ways. It, it is, it, you know, the, the, there's, there's one way to look at faith in like you, know, you have faith in something that uh, you think may be true or may not be true, but you have faith that it's true. But there's another feeling of faith. And um, we did read David White's poem on faith once before, but I'd like to bring it up again. Please. I love David White. David White is a poet um, um, and people can find his poems in books and online, but he's a, he's a great spiritual poet. And a lot of what we talk about on the podcast gets reflected in his poetry. And this poem is called faith. And I'll read it. He, he says, I want to write about faith, about the way the moon rises over cold snow night after night, faithful even as it fades from fullness, slowly becoming that last curving and impossible sliver of light before the final darkness. But I have no faith myself. I refuse it the smallest entry. Let this then, my small poem, like a new moon, slender and barely open, be the first prayer that opens me to faith. That's so beautiful. And I feel like we all need to have faith right now. And it's, we're not talking like religious faith. We're, well, unless that's what you need and count on. I'm talking about faith that it, it's all going to be okay because sometimes it does not feel like it is. And I feel like that's a choice you have in how to react. You can either get all caught up in the worry and not have faith and, and see all the things going wrong, or you know what? You can just take a breath and have some faith. Well, and you know, things may or may not get better or worse but there still can be a faith in your ability to handle it, you know, mm. from a sense of stability and presence. So kind of to go back to our tagline, you know, faith that you can find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. And things may get better, may get worse, but, but, but you know, there's part of us that, that stays the same. And that part of us is what we are, have faith that we can discover. And so it takes a courage to do it. And Adyashante has a great quote on courage, if I could read that. Sure. No matter what identity we cling to, mm. it takes great courage to step out of the old masks mm. that we wear and the old scripts that we live by and open ourselves to the mysterious inner core of our being. Mm. And so... 
it takes courage, right, to, to, to no longer believe those stories that we tell about ourselves, to, to take off those masks that we wear for people, you know. And so you take this idea of faith and this idea of courage, and then you open yourself to your inner core, all these things that we've talked about, and then you move, you can move through the world no matter what happens. And that inner core, we always say peace, joy, love, and generosity. You know, that inner core is opened. Now, you know, how we do that is another purpose of this podcast. So that's why we call it Exploring Awareness because that's the how to open up to that mysterious inner core, you know, not by thinking through it, but doing these exploring awareness, mindfulness practices to just feel it. And like you said, as you're, as we move along in this practice, all of a sudden you start to notice, ah, I'm moving through the day in in a different way and I Mm can get it. You know, it wasn't that you, figured it out but you got it inside is that is that what your experience is it is definitely a bottom-up inside freedom feeling and i think that's where the courage comes in the courage to know yourself and just be yourself and not worry about anybody else i think that takes courage but once you get there once you experience it it is very freeing it's, it's, it's joyful. I mean, there's where your joy is. Your joy is in knowing yourself and feeling yourself and being your true authentic self and having the courage to, you know, I don't know why I find the term mask so, it seems so extreme because I, to me, the, saying you wear, get behind your mask is, it seems like an accusation, like you've been faking it all this time. And I don't think I've been faking it. I just may not have been in touch with my core or known my home as well as I sort of feel like I do now. So now as I know that and I feel it and I experience it and I want to move around in the world like that, it takes courage. Don't you think to just yeah. like, hey world, here I am, love me or leave me. Well, and some people do have masks on, you know, it's not that they're fake, it's just that's how they've been brought up or they've kind of, you know, they, they realize they might have a mask on. And, uh, you know, it takes courage to take that off. It's right. Like, I'm actually not the people pleaser. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Take off my people pleaser mask and and be myself. And it's just yourself. It doesn't, you can still please people. It's just that you're pleasing them because you want to, not because you think you have to. So that mm-hmm. mask is a metaphor for some people who who do put on and they don't want to put on anymore, you know, they, and so how, how do you take that mask off? Where do you get the courage to do that? Right. And I looked up courage because, you know, I always like to look up the definition and there were six attributes of courage, feeling fear yet choosing to act, which is what we're just talking about, you know, choosing to be your real self, following your heart, which, you know, me, everything's a heart thing persevering in the face of adversity, standing up for what is right, expanding your horizons and letting go of the familiar, and facing suffering with dignity or faith. Mm, yeah, that takes, that, that, those are great characteristics. Yeah. So do you think having courage is, 
is easy? <laughs> yeah, well, it depends, doesn't it? Um, where the courage is coming from. I think if, if the courage is coming from your convictions, it's easier than if, if courage is coming because you're, you're forcing it. Well, isn't that a phrase, the courage of your convictions? Yeah, yeah, that is a phrase. It's, well, you, I looked up courage too, by the way. I'm looking up Mark Nepo, who we haven't spoke about. Oh, I'm not, I'm not familiar with him. How, how do you spell his last name? Nepo, N-E-P-O. Okay. And wow. he has a book called Inner Courage, and I haven't read that book, but I'm reading the description of the book, but I got to get it. He yeah. says the word courage comes from the Latin core, C-O-R, which literally means, guess what, Lisa? What? Heart. Heart. Yay. Really? <laughs> courage comes from your heart? Yes. It, that's what it says here. The word courage comes from the Latin core, which literally means heart. And the original use of the word courage means to stand by one's core. Hmm. That, that's so interesting. But don't you think you need to know your core before you can stand by it? Yes, that's right. There, there is there is a sense yeah, from the bottom up to know that core. I mean, you could, you could have courage in defending your house or courage in negotiating a car uh, price. You know, there, there's that kind of courage. But that's not mm. the courage we're talking about. We're, we're talking about this courage to be your true self, your fullest self, to live your most full and authentic life because – there's somewhere, there's some faith that there's another way that living within those scripts and masks really isn't how you want to live. So that this is the courage that we're talking about that comes, you know, from someplace deep. And uh, the, that deep place is what we're doing when we explore awareness. And we're using the word courage you know, to add on to the words we already use, love and peace and joy and generosity. It's just another innate kind of quality that arises from knowing yourself and being completely authentic to it. You say that same phrase almost every week in this conversation, and I think we should talk about it for a minute. You say, there's another way. There is another way. There's another way that you don't have to suffer and worry and overattach yourself or p try to please other people. There's another way. I think that's such a powerful thought. What has your experience been with that over the last few months? <sighs> As you said a few minutes ago, it's not easy. I have a lot going on right now. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, words, there's a lot of words and we talk about a lot of words and you who have gone to Thailand several times, who've done major meditation retreats, who has a lot more experience in all of this than I do. You've shared a lot of thoughts and a lot of words and a lot of experiences with us. And that means me too. But I think until you finally experience it, feel it, you, then you truly know. So it's good to listen to the words and it's good, even the word practice. You know, you talk about having a practice and I think, what does that mean? We've discussed that. And we've debated. A practice is just 
the practice of meditating or the practice of being aware or the practice of letting go, all these things that we've talked about, the practice of open-heartedness, all these conversations that we've had are all part of... Doing awareness 24-7, don't forget that. That was was a very effective episode. (laughs) It was. I think it was because it was real. You know, I've always been real. I've I've shared my struggles. I've been vulnerable. I've been human. I've been open. These are real, honest, open conversations that we have. Two people, like everybody else, on a journey, on the path, trying to live a life. But there's another way. And so... And then oh, that almost sounds like a, like a, you know, spend twenty nine ninety nine and we'll teach. No, there's yeah. another, there is another way. And free. And, yeah. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to live your life for someone else. You can get to know yourself and you can love yourself and you can have self-compassion for yourself. And you know, there's another way. I, uh, he'll kill me if he if he knew I was doing this. My son is a is a medical student. He's a third year resident, and you know you know what that's like. You're a seasoned, experienced doctor. I don't know if you remember what it was like getting there. It's hard. And he texts me the other day, and he's like, "What what does be kind to myself mean? Why do I keep seeing these messages about be kind to myself?" And I say, "You've come to the right place. <laughs> that's what." We talk about it. it's called self-compassion and it's not easy, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> but I think it's so cool how the messages just, you know, the synchronicity of, of what we encounter and how we come across it. And, and for my son to text me and say, why do I keep seeing these messages about being kind to myself? Because it's important. He, he knows it's important and he may know how in some ways, but not everybody knows how. And no. This is always brings up the bottom up, top down thing. Mm-hmm. For people who don't love themselves, it's it's hard to tell them to love themselves. Right. But to discover the love within them, no matter what. Now that takes courage, right? Because mm. you have to let go of these stories that you're not lovable. And um, Mark Nepo has another talk. He talks in his book. He says it's devoted to exploring quiet braveries they're ways of living that make bravery possible um in the first place not just an event but an approach to life kind of owes a way of life and then thinking about courage in this way he says opens us to an array of small and constant efforts that no one ever sees but which have changed the world. The courage to face ourselves, to Mm. other and the unknown, the courage to see, to feel, to accept, to heal, to be. Mm. Like the courage to break life draining patterns and let the story unfold to stand by one's core and to persevere through the doorway of nothing into the realm of everything. Hmm. Now that is that that's beautiful. That's a, I got to, I got to read that book. That's so well. Yeah, I know. And it kind of just, you know, in another set of words, it's like right. series of little victories. 
you know, and 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 to get rid of these what do they call break life draining patterns. Yeah, Good gracious. But I know that I've been there. I've had life draining patterns mm. that are broken and are breaking. You know, and I'm still working on it. And I think you've had that same experience. We just and said, that's where the courage comes from because it takes courage to break your life draining patterns. It doesn't just happen overnight. You can't just say, "Hey, what are you doing today?" Well, I'm gonna break a life draining. it's a little courages that build up i think it's seeing yes and 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 our our small little like victories like day one to day two you know whatever just we got time you know work without judging yourself you know you're not going to get it right every time you know i just love that what's that today's to-do list break life draining (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, then move on yeah no right can't do that even if you wanted to you can't yeah but you might get this faith and might get this courage and you might start connecting to this core inner being and the more you get to know that the more it expresses itself and the more and and, and the courage is starts to open you know that maybe your 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 interior dimension is closed off by a little one millimeter hole but that's going to get bigger and then it's going to get to 10 centimeters and it's going to get born. Boom. Said the OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to put it. Hey, but you know, labor. It's a labor. It's a yes. Labor. But you're saying, like, you know, I don't want to jinx myself because today I'm having a good day. You know, I, I experience these waves of emotion and, and the up and down and the back and forth of, of making this my life and, and making this who I am. And so I don't want to jinx it. Like today I feel good. Worrying about the future is one yeah. of your life draining patterns. Yeah. <laughs> Check. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not so much worrying about the future. It's like, I want it to last, you yeah. know, and I know we've talked about that too. You, I think you said that in our last episode that, you know, it, you, you just enjoy this moment. You don't know when it's going to come or go just be in it now and enjoy it. Well, the other, the other, you know, way to say it is it doesn't go anywhere. It just gets clouded over by your mm. thoughts. So yeah. not let go. It doesn't go anywhere. You get distracted. He talks also about the courage to come back. Oh, I love that. The courage to come back. Oh, it's my like, gosh. Okay, I've been off on a tangent. All right. I've got the courage to come back, you know, even if it's a bad tangent. You come back. Instead of just get whipped, whipping hmm. off in the tangent, you know, it's like courage to start over, courage to forgive yourself. All right, I'm going to do it again. And the courage to be yourself and, and yourself. feel and good about that. You try your best, you know. Right. It doesn't always work, and so you try again. I like that. Wow, I'll have to look like him up. I can't believe I've never heard of Mark Nepo before, so... Thank yeah. you for opening us up to that. Yeah, we'll have to look more into Mark Nepo. I had one other quote that I came across about courage that I can, I think we've talked about it a lot, but I mean, I, I just think life is so hard for people right now with so much going on in our world. Whoever thought, who, do you ever stop and think, whoever thought we'd be in the middle of everything we're in the middle of right now? <laughs> no, and no. We, we started this episode, we started this podcast right right at the end of the way the the world used to be right we thought that was kind of chaotic yeah 
but, but boy, were we wrong. And then you wake up in the morning and you think, what now? So I think that's where having courage and strength and a letting go and an inner calm is really beneficial right now. And I say it every, every, almost every week. I know it's not easy. Believe me, I've been on this journey. Uh, I always say I have a lot going on in my life. But once you experience it, it's like, it's like tasting something extremely delicious and you want to have taste it again and you want to feel that way again. And even we talked about, you know, words and these conversations, having these conversations is to me like running through a field of wildflowers. It just delights me. It makes me happy because it's just thoughts and wisdom and freedom and it's there for everybody. Isn't it? It's available for, it's not just a special offer for a few people. It's there for everybody, isn't it? It's there for everybody. It's, 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 it's something that uh, has been taught for thousands of years uh, through different lenses. You know, we've got our lens and, and, and this is a free podcast and, and it costs nothing to do what we're talking about. <clears throat> you don't even have to believe anything. You don't have right. to join a group. You don't have to follow a guru. It's like, you're your, you're your own guru. And, having kind of been through all that myself too. Yeah, it's it. This is it. You know, this is it. And we're helping each other open up to that. And I know quite a few people are really, you know, feeling into this in ways that are it's accessible to them. And, and that's what this is for, you know, for those of us who are looking for a way to access this in a way that is right for us. You know, for some people, it's right to um, join a group and have particular beliefs or do certain things but we're our approach is using mindfulness techniques and um podcasts and technology yeah i really want to get on alt space lisa <laughs> i want our avatars to have a youtube channel <laughs> yes, i know i i i have to i have to figure that out make my make my character um so Virtual Burning Man on Alt Space, and yeah. uh, that was quite a lot. Quite a lot. Burning Man has taught me a lot too, and so maybe, maybe I have to tell you, every we did an episode on Burning Man, which I highly advise people to listen to because every single time I tell someone about that, Burning Man has a definitely interesting reputation. Everyone just kind of giggles and goes, "Ah, Burning Man." And then some will go, what's Burning Man? And they'll say, oh, it's this and it's that. And it's like, that is not what we discussed in our episode. Not with Frank Anderson, who's been there, what, 10 times? Yes. And it's a perfect example of people creating these kind of ideas on something that they don't know. I mean, right? never been there. You cannot accurately have an experience of Burning Man. And it's just a pure example of how, you know, it's fine. It happens. I'm not judging people, but all the opinions are being formed by some external source that they may not have even been there either. So, you know, that's how kind of delusions start. And it's like, well, there's actually, since we're talking about Burning Man, I read um, an excellent book now it's not quite what we talk about on the podcast but it's very similar it's called the scene that became cities and it's by caveat magister i guess whose real name is benjamin watts w-a-c-h-s watch watches and um 
and he's a philosopher and he and and you know if you thought well we talked about about Bernie Man was off uh, you know popular opinion this book also really goes into depth about the interesting experiment in human interactions that this whole Bernie Man thing has initiated hmm. and he talks about the different human interactions Oh, yes. And he really goes into the 10 principles quite a bit. and um, Which is what we talked about. And I'm thinking people listening now are going, oh, we know what human interactions you're talking about. That's not what you're talking about, right? No, exactly. So let's just use that as an example of, of opinions and ideas being created and, and, and then becoming aware of the fact that that stuff has come to you from some other place and doesn't represent uh, your own re- truth because ah. you've never been there. You, you can't, you're just repeating what someone else told you, which is normal human behavior. But I'm asking you to bring all of your biases and all of your scripts and all of your stories into awareness, right? And look at them. And what would happen if everyone did that? And that's where you find the freedom from those mind-draining, you know, habits. It's like, oh, I kind of make all these conclusions based on what someone told me, which may not actually be true at all. All right, we need to say that again. Because I don't think people, well, I have, and I have a follow-up question, but I don't think people think about that. Like maybe I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't believe what everyone's told me. I'm going to take a moment and decide for myself. That reminds me of responding as opposed to reacting. Right. And so can we find a place within ourselves to respond instead of react? And, and, and But you've got to be able to have your awareness muscle developed so that you can start looking at those things. So not only can you look at your biases toward Burning Man, but you look at your biases toward race, toward mm. gender, toward politics. I mean, all political ideas are also created, you know, and when you hear someone repeat something that they heard on the radio, well, that was said perhaps to rile people up, you know, to get more people to listen, to make more advertising. And it's like you get these two opposite things. So, so what about the space beyond all that? How the awareness of how your ideas, the awareness of how your biases got developed, that's where you can operate from. So my question is that all this, you keep saying the word opinions, and I'm thinking, who are we without our opinions? Bingo. <laughs> bingo, bingo. You got it. <laughs> Uh, that was a question. Well, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the you that knows that you know that you know? That's my favorite Alan Watts quote. Yep. Who are you without your opinion? I think that's the best question. And it's answered not by a word, but by your awareness. So for the on behalf of the three million people listening right now, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought it was five million. Okay, well, we're having a low week. Wait, wait, wait. Think big. 
<laughs> what does that mean? I mean, how, do, how does that apply to this situation? Okay, so I'm not saying people should not have opinions. That is right. not what I'm saying at all. And who are you without your opinion is, is it's kind of a, you are not your opinion. You know, are you your opinion? Are you your personality? Are you your history? Are you your conditioning? All those are these big, you know, ultra spiritual questions that, you know, you put out there. But that's, again, to me, kind of a top down approach. So who are you? And where do your opinions come from? So you know, so I really think that that where the opinion comes from isn't important. Like, who are you if you're not your opinion? I think if your opinion reflects something that's really true to you and 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 it comes from the bottom up, then you can you can certainly have an opinion. You can have an opinion on on the death penalty. You can have an opinion on people striking. You can have an opinion on on lots of, of social and personal issues and opinions on maybe how you want your children to express themselves. But it has, but what it, it comes from, from within, you know, from, from, from the core, you know, from love and peace and joy and generosity. And, and if you have opinions that have been formed other ways, you know, does that, does it, does it, does it fit? Does it, does it smell right? You know, that mm. opinion. And so, obviously, we all have words and we have ways of, of being in the world. But if your opinions aren't don't don't sync up with what you what your authentic self says, then maybe taking a look at those and and moving in a way that that will your opinions reflect you know your core and your nature and and what you really believe or what you not what you believe but what you feel. And then have the courage to share that part of yourself. That's right. That's exactly right. When you get people that are really solidly based and, and their opinions are just consistent with their core. So once they line up, then, of course, you've got opinions because we're humans and we talk. But if you've got opinions you've picked up along the way and you don't really know why, that's your opportunity to transform them into opinions that are reflect your true nature does that, does that make sense is that yeah helpful? it does but now it's prompting another question i'm just going to say that through these many episodes i've been really open and vulnerable so i'm going to ask you a question because you are a physician you are a professor at a major university in the united states of america do you think you get to be your true, authentic self when you're out walking in the world? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are uh, some things I don't have any control over. But, you know, when I'm with patients and I'm, when I'm in doing research and I'm doing uh, my projects, you know, it's all guided by my truest sense of, of, of who I am. Does that take courage for you? No, it, well, it comes very naturally to me. It takes some courage, I suppose. You know, there's lots of different ways to, to be at, at the university. I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to take, you know, what my core beliefs are and integrate them into what I do. So, and you, you will, if you've read some of my research papers, if you 
read some of my proposals, um, some of the projects that I've done, you would you would see that. You know, you you might see that having known me in, from doing this podcast and the readers, you could see like well, our our projects in Africa really strive, you know, to, to develop partnerships and capacity. And I have no interest in going in and flooding someplace with unsustainable interventions, you know, mm. projects that we were working on or having academic partnerships that would build capacity in the country, kind of a, they, they're kind of like a, a, they call it decolonization as opposed to just continuing to create a dependency and then the whole idea of development, you know, we can have a whole other discussion on this, but but I feel like in my work, you know, and also with my patients one on one, that 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 the being present and responding to the needs, you know, in, in partnership and unity is the way that I practice there. And oh. I feel so lucky I don't have some of the pressures and demands that some other people might experience at other places. Well, so here's my question. I have been a, a longtime on-air radio host, a woman in a, a mostly male-dominated field, at least when I was coming up through the ranks, and I've mostly worked with strong male personalities, but I've always prided myself on being authentic. I always say I don't fake anything. I never fake laugh on the air if my co-host would say something I never faked any emotion with them. I was always authentically me and I was, and I took a lot of pride in that, but that's one sense of me. Now that I go deeper and I find out more about who I am and I don't think I was wearing a mask. I just think I really wasn't in touch with the part we talk about in this exploring awareness. So does that mean I was being inauthentic or how do you know when you're really at your core and you're really home and you really know who, who you are, and then you have the courage to put that person out there. Yeah, well, I think looking in the past, um, we can all find things that uh, were part of our process. Ah. And, uh, so I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't worry about the past. So I worry, I wouldn't worry. I, w- I would just stay in the present. I, I think that one of the really good examples might be the Beatles, and I've mentioned this before. Hmm. Some of their earlier songs are really superficial and some of their later songs are, are deeper, but they had to go through the, the superficial ones to get to the deeper ones, you know? So you went through whatever you went through to get to where you are now. And so it doesn't matter what happened in the past, really. It's just been your path to get to where you are now. And now that you can see it, the awareness of that is what's going to be healing for you and for, for all of us. If we can actually see what our, what, we bring to the present moment and what we, what we don't want to take with us. Those, those um, life draining habits that we really learned along the way to, you know, trying to make people happy or meet expectations or whatever of someone else. But, but now we're saying, no, what's authentic for me. And this may sound really simple and silly, but like, this morning I had an eye doctor appointment and I wore two different socks with my hot pink sneakers because that's what I wanted to wear. And that's what I felt like wearing. And that's 
me putting my authentic self out into the real world and having the courage to be judged for that. Now, does that sound silly and simple or is that just part of my freedom tour? I think that sounds perfectly, but you know, the societal expectations are that you wear the same color socks. (laughs) Why? You know, people want you to wear the same color socks. I don't know. I have patients that wear different color socks. I think it's great. (laughs) You start somewhere, want to express yourself, wear two different socks. And, and, And people might say, oh my gosh, you got two different socks. I mean, so what? Uh, it's you. Right. So what? But, but before you're like, oh, I got to wear the same color socks or I got to, it's, it's the, the details of that are one thing, but the awareness is another, you know, the awareness of what that, what that signals to us. If you can be aware that you've got these paradigms that are set up for you that only make sense for some reason, I don't know why wearing the same color socks is important, but you know, people are dropping that kind of thing and it's not, it's not important you're being authentic so that's a nice little little bravery right little <laughs> my bravery. courage my courage to wear mismatched socks you, you up the courage to wear non-matching socks and <gasps> and then and, and there you go so yeah it's it's fun it's, it is fun and it's and it's fun and it's no big deal and it's a big right. deal at the same time yeah so what on earth are we going to meditate about today well, I think we should uh, do kind of a faith, courage, looking at mind-draining you know, habits and, and see how we might heal from that and see we enter a space that allows healing to occur and allows, allows us to give ourselves connection to courage and connection to faith. Does that sound good? That sounds great. I'm ready. Good. Now, let me just say, don't talk, don't stop listening, folks. <laughs> this is the good part. <laughs> it's a it's a guided meditation that is very very useful and helpful. But a lot of people are driving or they're jogging, right. yes. bikes. I hear it all the time that people stop at the guided meditation, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine, but just don't forget to listen later on. So to start our, our guided meditation, it's best to be in a, in, in a place where you're still and sitting, or uh, you could use a meditation cushion if you'd like, or um, but a place where you can sit comfortably. And so settle in and based on our conversation today, what is it that you, what is your intention? What? What is it that we've said today that you would like to work on? And it may be even a good idea to write it down just so you'll have an intention, you know, and maybe your intention is to, is to find some courages, you know, to find ways that maybe where you weren't completely authentic, you'd like to be authentic. You know, I know people have, issues at work and they need to tell their bosses things or you know so so let's have an intention that whatever it is you would like to be in touch with and where you're not being authentic right now maybe having the courage to to move in that direction all right and so so instead of like 
saying, well, you have to do it. Let's find a place where it makes sense. And the way we start connecting to that place to really get our awareness going is starting with the breath because we're breathing. Okay, then all of a sudden, instead of the unconscious breathing that I've been doing for the last half hour and that you've been doing, we're using this mindfulness technique, mindfulness of the breath, paying attention in a particular way, right? And so the perhaps the mind chatter stops for a minute and we just concentrate on the breath. For me, I have a sense of returning home to this familiar place of awareness. And my breath in the present moment A lot of you might be saying, oh, my mind is way too busy to do this. I'm way too distracted. Well, just keep practicing because it will unfold and that won't be the case forever. And other people might say, oh, I just get so sleepy. Well, that happens a lot too at the beginning because all of a sudden now you're you're not your mind isn't racing and you're relaxed so that's okay keep at it and that sleepiness will also go away but it also may say well maybe you need to get some more rest so we can start at those simple places and the breath is like letting us know this and we didn't know this before. So that's where we are starting. Fine. If you've been doing this a while, just enjoy that present moment of breathing. The freedom from all the thoughts and all the things that seem so important, but right now, just even for these 10 minutes, giving ourselves a chance to do something a little different. So the breath is an anchor and then the body is right here, just as solid as can be, doing its thing. You know, wiggle your toes and your feet and your ankles and knees and hips and back and abdomen and fingers and hands and wrists and elbows and shoulders and just body scan we just did. You could take longer if you'd like on your own, but just being present to your body. 
as it is. And just feeling it. And uh, whatever, whatever else is going on in your brain, your body's here. It will do what you need it to do. And, and if it doesn't, that's can have some compassion for that and focus on what it can do. So the body as it is So we become aware of the breath and aware of the body. And just like the lungs breathe, we've got all this stored information in our brains. so much wonderful memories and relationships and familiar faces. You know, your recipes, your skills, your emotional connections, your love, you know, all this gets processed in your brain. So you can be aware of that. We can be aware of our emotions and see how the brain and the body connect to show and express love or which may feel like an opening or fear, which may be a contracting. And so being aware of our thoughts and aware of our emotions. And then we can bring up in our mind, what was our intention? What, what's getting me? What is this thing that's nagging at me? What is holding me back? They said I couldn't wear different color socks. And they said, I have to act a certain way. And it, maybe it feels authentic for you. And you can just be aware of that. It's congruent to make sense. We 
maybe they wanted you to be a doctor and you really wanted to be a ski instructor. Hmm. You know, so can you see that what's what may not be making sense? And you know, from the sense of awareness that to face it, you know, it's coming up. Resting as awareness and the courage to let, let this happen, not to push it away. Perhaps there's ways you see yourself because of what other people did or said hard, it's painful to see that. And please, if it's too painful, you stop, you open your eyes, walk around, get grounded. But if you, if you can see like, geez, that happened to me and made me feel this way, having it in awareness and having the courage to see the truth or the untruth to that story, to the mind-draining story that happened years ago. And maybe with the courage to see it, see it as a past, see it no longer as a anything to do with who you really are, this awareness, you know, can move. Let it roll down the hill back to the past where it belongs. And somewhere maybe there's faith and that's possible, that there's a way out that life is not small. Life is immensely big and wonderful. You've probably had some glimpses of that. Right, but how do you get back? Yeah, so to see if practicing this awareness of your thoughts, your emotions, your habits, maybe that's a way. Your mind might say, no, that doesn't make sense. Become aware that your mind is saying that. 
and give this an opportunity to provide an opening And maybe you'll start to see things fall off and feel more freedom and feel more authentic. But it will take practice and your mind will take you places and then you go back to your breath. Be aware of your breath. Start over, wherever your body, wherever your thoughts, wherever your emotions, wherever your scripts, wherever your masks, courage to see what's, what's going on, that this is happening, and the faith that letting that smallness go might open to something much bigger. Something more authentic, connected to your core. And so, Please be compassionate with yourself. And you may have to do this a hundred times, a thousand times. Keep doing it for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Practice. And become familiar with something. It transforms these old ideas into freedom, love, and peace, and joy, and generosity. So take a few deep breaths and courage. A few deep breaths of faith. And then open your eyes and look at your intention again see if you feel and do what your response will be. All right, Lisa, do you have the courage? <laughs> I'm trying to feel it. It's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. there. 
I, you said that thing though about you might have to do this a thousand times or and I'm like no twice two or three and we got it right yeah well that's <laughs> that's the American way right yes yes that affirms that it's not that easy and you know we can always keep trying we can have the courage to keep trying and keep moving forward yes that's right and be compassionate with ourselves when we get off and and you know that it's again if this is something that's that that's interesting and intriguing let's keep doing it practicing and if you miss a day okay practice the next day and we'll just be on the path together and not throw stones at people that are on the path right don't beat yourself up. Give yourself a break. My, that's my favorite self-compassion phrase. Give yourself a break. Yeah. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Well, while you're still being, you know, while you still have your intentions and being responsible toward moving in this direction. So. Because there is another way. There is another way. Have faith that the moon is actually going to go from a, a new moon to a full moon. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Thank you, David White. Yes. Well, if you'd like to send us a message, you can always email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Love hearing from you, whether you have a reaction or a response or an idea or a question. You can reach us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter, and we have an Instagram page. And soon we're going to have, what are they called? Alt figures. What am I? We might be on alt space. Uh, alt space. You know, live streaming on YouTube. We'll see. <laughs> but, you know, in the meantime, I just want to encourage everyone, you know, to, to practice and to be compassionate to yourself. And as uh, the weeks move on, things are going to be pulling us in lots of different directions. And just don't forget you've got your breath and you got mm. your body and you can always come back to your present moment. So, just remember that and we'll be here and we'll keep making episodes and we're going to get through all this together. Thank you so much for listening. We really, truly appreciate it. Whether you want to email us or reach out or not, that's, that's the bottom line that we're so grateful for that you are listening to this exploring awareness podcast. I hope you all have a great weekend. We'll be visiting again real soon. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.